Just a few thoughts to share with you, just for the title to be able to follow. It's actually a talk I just gave a couple of weeks ago. It was a 15 minutes talk. I'm not going to give 15 minutes talk, but I just tried to cut off a few things out. And the longest makes sense. <laughs> oh, for the title, The Effect of Righteousness. It's an incredible thought to dwell upon because the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look what is happening here today and many other places all over the world. He transformed our lives. He gave us a hope and he gave us direction. All people said. So we're going to look, we've got to Isaiah. That's what I picked the thing from. Isaiah 32. Just try to make this distance and interfere with me, but not be too far away also. All right, the book of Isaiah 32. Just a few verses just to start off, to bring us into the theme. Uh, verse 15. 32, verse 15. Until the Spirit of God, uh, sorry, still the Spirit of uh Pour upon us from on high, in the, here, uh, just have to move in a different, I find it very difficult to read. Sorry, the that. I'll get there. Or maybe I'll put it on the side, it should be okay. So I can see what I'm reading, but I've got this in front of me. <laughs> it's a different setup. Okay, we'll, we'll get there. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, in, in, in the wilderness, and put for field, and the fruitful field became a forest. So before we come to the Lord, our lives, it was a wilderness, it was a dry land, there was not, nothing in it. Till the Spirit of the Lord came upon us. And it actually our lives then become fruitful. We, had a, we have something which is beautiful happening in our lives. And then it says, verse 16, Then judgment shall dwell in, in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in a fruitful field. And the works of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and insurance forever. And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation, in a sure dwelling, and in quite resting places. This is exactly what is happening. The righteousness is nothing of us. It's the righteousness of our Lord coming to our lives when we fill it with the Holy Spirit. And this is the privileged position where we stand. Our life, it was... We had, no, we had no hope, we had no direction, we had no life in it. We were in darkness, we, we, so many things. We can hear testimonies, testimonies, uh, and continue hearing testimonies, people being transformed. But now we, what we're going through, we want to see the effects of righteousness, what he accomplished in our lives when we continue on in this new life the Lord has brought us unto. Now, I'm just going to go to First Thessalonians. And before we're going to read there chapter 1, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been to a high mountain and you just shouted out and you hear your voice traveling from one place to another and so it goes in traveling? But if you really carefully listen to it, you know it comes back to you. So in other words, what you're going to read here, it says, we're going to see here a church that is on fire, a church that is in chew on, what is the effects of it? Let's go to First Thessalonians chapter 1, please. Chapter 1, we read from verse 2. And it says, uh, Paul writes uh, to, oh, I went to Thessalonians. <laughs> okay, it's correct. Chapter 1. Verse 2. 
And we give thanks to God always for you all making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your works of faith and labor of love and passion of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and of our Father. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. And see if something needs to take on board also, brothers and sisters. We need to know our election of God. We are chosen by God. We haven't chosen him. And we stand in a very privileged position. For our gospel, verse 5, come not unto you in words only, but also in power and of the Holy Ghost, and in much insurance, as you know what men of men were among you for your sakes. Now, the, now we see the, the testimony of, of Paul the Apostle, and Timothy probably was with him a number of times. Not only they preach the gospel to them, but their lives also reflect the character of Christ. And that's, this is what it had effect upon these people. And look what the outcome is here. And he says, uh, and verse 6, And you became a follower of, us, a follower of us, and of the Lord, having received the word in massing affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you were an example to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia, and of, from you sounded out, this is what I got it out, sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia, in Achaia, but also in every place your faith to, to God's words is spread abroad, that you needed not to speak anything. See, this is the effect of righteousness. One, the word of the Lord is applied first to ourselves, not only we speak in the word and we preach in the gospel, but our lives is reflecting so much so that it was no need anymore to speak, in a sense. How wonderful it is when we see the effects of righteousness, what is in us. Now, in Ecclesiastes, I don't need to turn to chapter 11, verse, verse 1, it says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find them after many days. In other words, whatever you, you're going to cast into the waters is going to come back to you again. Now, in the Gospel of Luke, it says, with the measure that you meet, it should be measured to you again. We can go on and on and find, time doesn't permit us to go to so many scriptures, but we know so many scriptures, the effect that we have, the why we deal and present our lives if we allow the Lord our life to be reflected in us. It's going to have an effect in the fellowship, in your family first, and wherever we are, is going to reflect. And so important to us. Now, Proverbs chapter 15, I not need to turn to because of time. I just want to read just one verse. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding evil and the good. Now, it's very important to know that. Not only is telling us we see this, this is in, in a, a, a way that it was just because the Lord is looking upon us, that he's going to be holding upon us. And if we do wrong, the Lord is going to be holding upon us. But you can look at it this way, but also you, we need, it's a comforting thought to know, whatever circumstances that we are, the Lord is watching over us. And that's what it's a wonderful thought to know that the Lord is with us, whatever we're going through in this life. Just, um, so I'll just, sorry, I have to get a bit of water.
So we're going to touch a few scriptures. The effects of, of wrong and right or the effects of evil and good. So they both have the effects. Whatever comes out, it comes back to us. That's, that's the thought we're looking. But mainly we're going to concentrate, as we saw the example of the, of the Church of Thessalonians, the effect of righteousness that it has upon other people's lives when we allow the righteousness of God to be in us. That's what we concentrate. In Ecclesiastics, chapter uh, 14, actually Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Now, I'm going to read to you a very, I had another, uh, oh, I, I jumped ahead of it. See, this is what happens when, when you restrict those spies. I like them there, Pastor David. <laughs> not because it's not good to speak from here, just a spice. Proverbs chapter 25, I'm sorry. I jumped ahead of my scriptures. Proverbs 25. Just want to look a couple examples here. So what we're looking now is uh, this point, uh, I'm touching at this point of time, a few verses. The effects of wrong and, and right, or the evil are good. Proverbs 25, verse 28, just one verse we're going to read. Because of time, I'm cutting scriptures out. Just try to cut scriptures out as I'm going through. You have to bear with me. Verse 28. He that hath rule over his own spirit, is like a city that is broken down and without walls. It's incredible. If we don't have a, a rule over uh, our lives, if we are like a city, anything goes, anything comes, is going to come back in. See, the, the Lord who can touch other scriptures, the opposite of the righteous man that has a walls, that he doesn't allow things to come back to you to have effect in your life. Verse uh, chapter 11, Proverbs, just a couple of verses along these lines. Proverbs 11. Try to rush in through that, I think it's not a very good idea. Proverbs 11. Just going to pick a couple of verses here. Verse uh, 11, chapter 11, verse 11. But the blessing of the upright, the city is, is exalted. But it's an overthrow by the mouth of the wicked. You see the different effects either way. In verse 13, a teller bearer, there's another one, reveals the secrets. But he that is of a faithful spirit, as he says, conceal the matter. Can you see how powerful it is when we have in control our lives, what we're doing, and the effect it's going to have? Uh, and the outcome is going to be so good. But the opposite way is just a disastrous. So, chapter uh, 16. I'm going to... A couple more things like along these lines, just to highlight the point, and then we, we know many scriptures we can line up, all, all of us. Chapter 16, verse 32. He says, He that is low to anger is better than the mighty, he that ruleth his spirit, and he that taketh a city. It is a very powerful thing that when we are in control, we allow the Spirit of God to rule our lives and control our lives. So powerful. Sometimes the natural man wants to rise up and he wants to handle the matter in his own strength, in his own wisdom, and we blunt it 
and it's causing so much problems to us. Not only to us, to other people also. We can go on and on. A soft answer, um, uh, uh, you know, it it tends why wrath. In another place in the, in the book of Job, chapter 6, you're going to compare to, he says, what your arguments reprove? Nothing. But when you deal the matter with wisdom and love, you achieve so much. Let's go to a nice story to read. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 9. It's a very short story in the book of Ecclesiastes. This is uh, chapter 9. In other words, just before we read this, we need to, to get it and to understand it. This is an instruction come from the Word of God, Lord Jesus said. And when we do take it on board and apply it according to His purpose, the purpose for us, and we take the message and we apply it, we're going to see the effects of it. Okay, chapter 9, we're going to read from verse uh, 14. This is a wise man writes this. This is King Solomon. There was a little city and a few men within it. And there came a great king against it. And besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Now, we can look at it in the natural, but we read in the Word of God, and we look at it in the, in the spiritual. This great king is another evil spirit and another spirit, which is an evil spirit. We know who he is. And he comes and brings us a situation to your life. And he seems to be so great. But look what it says the next verse. Now that it was a found in it, a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom del- delivered the city, and yet no man remember the same poor man. It's a message for us. To get it, to understand it, and to take it into our hearts. And look what it says here, the next verse. Then say, I, I, wisdom is better. This is the King Solomon who says, Then say, I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised his word and of her. Sad, isn't it? The words of wise men are heard when? In quiet, more than the cry of him that ruled not uh, among fools. Sometimes I'm going to handle it. it. It happens even with our own children, brothers and sisters. I'm guilty for it. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to handle it my own way. I just shout, you know, I'm just told I'm the boss. I'm, uh, after all, they've got to listen to me. I'm in control. You're not going to be hurt. Because they, after all, especially when it comes to our children, we want them to, to overcome the situation and to, to come back to their senses. And if we handle it in the opposite way that the Lord is telling us, we're not going to have any good results, any outcome at all. And so it goes on and on. And it says, and it says the words of wise men are heard. Verse 18. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. Incredible, very powerful. But one sinner destroyed much good. It's a very 
a beautiful message for all of us, brothers and sisters. Infected on the ball. Infected into a house. Infected into a sin. Let's go to Proverbs uh, chapter 14, just one verse. What time could I wrap it up so I know which way I'm going? Speak up. I 30. Another 15 minutes. Okay. I got my ears on, but I still don't hear him. It's very soft. <laughs> Maybe I'm very deaf. <laughs> Chapter 14, Proverbs. Verse 19. Just one verse. Look what it says. The evil bear before the good. And the wicked are the guides of the righteous. You know, when I, when I read about the guides brothers and sisters, is that, you know, in, in, in the natural sense, even Jerusalem, you had, a, you had a walls and you had a guides. And in the days of Nehemiah, if you remember the story, if you're familiar with the story, uh, when they rebuilt the city again, and, and Nehemiah's brother was put in charge. And they had to deal with the outside people and so on. And so what he did, he says, they had to have the markets, but they said the market's going to be outside the guides. Their dealings was outside the guides. When they finished the business there, before the sun was going down, they closed the guides. So the circumstances in our lives, the evil bear before the good, and the wicked are the guides of the righteous. This is a spiritual war. We're talking about is your life. It won't even come near you. It won't enter in to affect you. Because you're standing according to the word of God. The, one, the way you want us to stand and apply his words and his instructions to our hearts. It's not going to have anything. And whatever he's going to come against you, he's going to bow down. Doesn't matter how evil it is, how wrong it is. How powerful may seem to be. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, please. Verse 3, chapter 10. We know familiar descriptions, but it, it goes hand in hand. We just, we just, just read. And even the, the old man's wisdom in Ecclesiastes. For though we walk in the, in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not kind of, but are mighty through God to bring, to pulling down strongholds. You know what a strongholds is? When you see sometimes a movie, I, only, I never went to wall, I don't know if you did. They put a, a strongholds that dig down deep in, in, in the mountain and you cannot be broken into. Sometimes the difficulties and circumstances in our lives can creep in. It can be so hard, so difficult. But are the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty to put it down the strongholds. Casting down imaginations is going to do, is revealing that it's a spiritual warfare there. Casting down imagination and everything, high thing that exalted himself against the knowledge of God. 
and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having all having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when? When your obedience is fulfilled. That's what it comes to place. We can read the scripture. We can know it by heart. And we can say, I can believe it. But until your obedience to the word of God, you have you achieve nothing. And so, what is the, the wisdom of the young man that he, that he was taking no notice of it? Sometimes. We need to take notice, brothers and sisters, for the word of the Lord speaks to us very clearly. Um, we've been told to walk as the children of, of, of light, the paths of, of the just men. It's as clear. The path of the just is as the shining light, shining more and more into a prefidite. The prefidite is approaching, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Timothy. Um, I think I'm going to finish there somewhere. First Timothy chapter 4. First Timothy chapter 4. We have some spiritual exercises talking about, right? Okay? <laughs> That's what it is here. Verse uh, 7. But refuse profane and all wives' fables. Exercise thyself, brother, unto godliness. Exercise is, it is practicing doing something. I can put the TV in front of me, and I have these people that pump their arms, all the exercise, I do nothing. He will benefit, I'll benefit nothing, I do nothing. Exercise godliness is to act upon and do what God says. That's what the effect is going to be. It says, for bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having a promise of, of, the, of, the, of the life near is, and that which is to come. How profitable it is to exercise godliness. The effect of righteousness is incredible. We benefit in this life and in eternity with God. Brothers and sisters, this is fight for sign and worthy of all expectation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thee an example of the believers. And this is uh, some notes here for all of us, not just to you, for me also. There's some exercises. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thee an example to the believers, first, in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity, Till I come, give utterance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which he was given thee by the prophecy, with the line of the hands of, of the of presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Not just meditate. You know, you know, the message tonight is to do what it says. To practice what we read. To apply it in our lives. Give thyself wholly to, to them that... Thy prophet might appear to all. 
This is the understanding Paul has. And he writes this to Timothy. And he says, Take heed unto thyself and to the doctor, continuing them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and to them that hear thee. That's how profitable it is to exercise godliness and the righteousness, the effects of righteousness. He has no limits. He accomplishes everything. He says, So run that you may obtain. We're in Corinthians, we need to attend to. You know the scriptures, brothers and sisters. Paul understood it. He goes, Arise to run. I says, I'm not beating the air. I know what I'm running for. And he was doing all these things. He says, So that I might be a partaker with you thereof. Not only to preach it, like I preached at this period of time, I have to practice what I preach. I've got to live and believe the gospel. In, in, in Ecclesiastes says, what is in thy, whatever is in thy hands, do it with all thy might. And all the people said, 